Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Joseph. I'm very pleased to have Dahlia. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. Today's episode will be covering John Cage, a well-known contemporary composer with his most notable work being the piano piece titled Four Minutes and 33 Seconds. Perform this work, the pianist goes on stage, sits at the piano, opens the keyboard, and remains seated for four minutes and 33 seconds. At the end of that time, the pianist closes the keyboard and leaves the stage. Is four minutes, 33 seconds, a work of art? Is it a piece of music? What if Cage insisted that four minutes, 33 seconds is a listening experience in which the audience is supposed to hear background noises? Would your answer to the last question be different? Suppose that during a recent concert of Cage's works, the pianist hired to perform four minutes, 33 seconds, became ill at the last moment and had to withdraw. In desperation, the stage manager himself conducted the work. Would this be a performance of Cage's work? Would it be a musical performance? As a starting point, we should first familiarize ourselves with John Cage. John Cage was an accomplished person who was, among other things, an artist, a composer, and an author. Cage was born in 1912 in Los Angeles, California. He attended Panama College for a brief while before deciding to focus on his writing full-time and drop out. He went to Europe for a while to work on writing books, and while he was there, he became exposed to other types of art. As a result, he went on to develop the skills for all these various forms of expression, including music, poetry, painting, and writing. But for the sake of this conversation, we're going to focus on the musical compositions, specifically 4 minutes and 33 seconds. Is 4 minutes and 33 seconds a work of art? Is it a piece of music? 4 minutes 33 seconds, originally performed by David Tudor, is a work of art. And while it, it does in some ways question the conventional criteria that is often associated with art, like color, shape, and value, to name a couple, the piece is an excellent example of the avant-garde style of music. I concur. Four minutes and 33 seconds can be classified as a work of art while simultaneously being labeled as music. I believe that four minutes and 33 seconds was the catalyst in reshaping people's perceptions of the established definitions of artwork. This composition in its whole effectively captures the essence of the avant-garde scene, like you said. Keeping that in mind, let's suppose that John Cage said that 4 minutes 33 seconds is a listening experience. Nothing more, nothing less. Do you still think that it is a work of art? I still believe that 4 minutes and 33 seconds is art and music. By creating this piece, Cage is expanding the meaning of art and music. By conventional definition, this work is neither art nor music, but I believe it takes more understanding to get what Cage is trying to say through his composition. Four minutes and 33 seconds being intentionally silent leaves room for the audience to really focus in on ambient noise around them. And I love this, and I love the concept of this. The coughing, the sounds of the pages moving, the sounds of people shifting in their seats. I think that the lack of structure that Cage leans into is viewed in an entirely different perspective when experienced by different people. When it comes to creative crafting, music in particular, structure is often there. A piece of music is composed by using an instrument that has already been developed, notes that have already been named and placed on a scale, 
together with rhythms, harmonies, and lyrics, if the composer thinks they're necessary. People can categorize these carefully crafted listening experiences into music because of all these factors. Even though Cages does not have any of these elements in 4 minutes 33 seconds, there are those who believe that this is silent that this silent creation is music. People can still believe that this is music because of Cage's reasonings behind the silence. People can still believe that this is music because of Cage's reasoning behind the silent composition. Throughout Cage's works, he continuously chooses to stray away from the traditional structures in music and art. One of Cage's books, titled Anarchy, lets us really dive into the themes of his works. Cage speaks about how we need to be working together globally to solve our global issues, like the environmental issue that has worsened since the time that Cage is living. Leaving silence in 4 minutes and 33 seconds allows for us to hear the environment around us. The article, Searching for Silence, quotes a book called No Such Thing as Silence, John Cage's 4 minutes and 33 seconds by Kyle Gahn. Gahn defines 4, 30, 4 minutes and 33 seconds as, quote, an act of framing, of enclosing environmental and unintended sounds in a moment of attention in order to open the mind to the fact that all sounds are music, end quote. Were there any other themes in his works aside from making us more aware of our environment around us? Yes, there's a noticeable theme, chance. Silence leaves room for us to hear the environment, which changes with each performance. And it also leaves room for people to dive deeper into why Cage left that room for us to ponder the noise that we hear in our environment. In Cage's works titled Imaginary Landscapes, we can see the same theme. Imaginary Landscapes number four with 12 radios on all at the same time. Each radio had two people working it, one for the tuning and one for the volume. In this case, each radio was tuned to a different station, periodically turning the volume up and down, depending on what the conductor says. This work, like 4 minutes and 33 seconds, relied on chance operations. Chance operations played a significant role in guiding many of Cage's works. Pieces such as 4 minutes 33 seconds, John Cage brilliantly crafted framework that allowed for the sounds, the lack thereof, to be completely dictated by the surrounding environment and the actions of the performer. This groundbreaking approach resulted in a truly distinctive experience with every single performance of this piece. Cage also used tools to achieve this chance. Which one did he use the most? The I Ching was used most by Cage. I Ching is a very important is very important in traditional Chinese culture. People would use the book to guide themselves through the ups and downs in their lives. The lessons of the I Ching include adaptability, peace, and awareness of the present moment. This is, this is a fascinating practice that assists in decision-making by introducing an element of structure to the process. This means that it's not entirely reliant on pure randomness, but it takes the decision out of Cage's hands. Cage would take the I Ching hexagons and assign musical notes to each one of them, and then he utilized this system to determine which notes he would use in his compositions. This approach is commonly referred to as chance operations. Now that we've delved into the intriguing question of whether John Cage's iconic piece, 4 minutes 33 seconds, can be classified as art or music, I'd like to steer our conversation towards another topic. In your opinion, do you think that John Cage is an artist or a musician? From my perspective, 
I believe that he could be considered an artist. The listening experiences he creates seems to align more with the realm of art rather than simply being categorized as music uh, because it invites you to think about his choice of letting the environment speak. In my opinion, John Cage is both an artist and a musician. He had interests in writing and visual art, not just the music that he is known for. Some of his works, such as 4 Minutes and 33 Seconds, are both music and conceptual art. The goal of conceptual art is to make you completely rethink something you thought you understood and help you think on a different le- on a deeper level, which this composition successfully does. Though 4 Minutes and 33 Seconds does seem similarly to ambient noise, I don't believe it is because of the intention behind the piece. I also think that 4 Minutes and 33 Seconds earned the title of art. The boundaries of music were pushed with 4 Minutes and 33 Seconds. Cage had a love for pushing the boundaries of traditional musical practices. I mentioned earlier that Cage used instruments that weren't conventional. We have already discussed his use of things like radios and the environment of music, but how did he get to the point of using these types of things in his compositions? As mentioned in John Cage biography, an article by Colin Fitzpatrick, his experimenting with instruments helped to impact the New York avant-garde scene. Early on, Cage experimented by modifying conventional instruments by, for example, inserting plates and screws between the piano strings. Cage would do this to muffle the tones and to create more complicated and distorted timbres. As he delved deeper into exploration of modifying traditional instruments, he gradually realized that to to truly achieve his desired level of change, he had to venture beyond only alterations. He believed that his work required completely new instruments altogether. His willingness to push the boundaries and to beyond conventional norms certainly left a lasting impact on the world of music. John Cage worked closely with choreographer Mercy Cunningham. Contemporary dance and contemporary choreography owe a great deal of their existence to the contribution of Merce. He's best known for his groundbreaking approach to dance, which focused on the concept of chance operations and the separation of movement and music. This approach is what brought him to the forefront of the dance movements at the time. The technique places an emphasis on virtuosity, rhythmic accuracy, spatial awareness, and clarity of form. It also emphasizes coordination of the torso and legs. Cage and Cunningham also started working together in the late 1940s. Cage would create the musical composition and Cunningham would choreograph a dance. As mentioned in Chance Conversation, an interview with Merce Cunningham and John Cage, Cage and Cunningham would work together but separately. How did this work? When they initially began collaborating, they found common ground in terms of the rhythmic structure and timing of the piece. It provided a framework for both Cage and Cunningham to work and explore their ideas. However, as their collaboration progressed, they noticed that the structure seemed to fade away from their work. It became comparable to the seamless transition between different types of weather, where it becomes difficult to pinpoint exactly where one begins and another ends. When we think about the concept of being in quote, less like an object, more like the weather, end quote, it really suggests the idea of fluidity and adaptability. This is the analogy that Cage used in Chance Conversations, an interview with Merce Cunningham and John Cage. What type of relationship did independent works have together, and what impact did it have on the music and dance worlds? 
The fact that they frequently worked on their individual parts separately before bringing them together for a final performance contributed to the perception that the music that accompanies the dance and the dance itself are two distinct entities. In many instances, we see that dance is impacted by the music that is playing in the background. But in this instance, it is not the way that they created their work together. That element of randomness and chance is something that both Cage and Cunningham really strive for in their works. It's a key aspect of their artistic vision. When we think about Cage and Cunningham, we're really diving into the world of avant-garde art. By relinquishing control and embracing randomness, Cage opened a whole new realm of possibilities in his musical creations. By breaking away from traditional narrative structures and embracing a more abstract and predictable approach, Cunningham challenged the very foundations of what dance could be. It's fascinating to see how both Cage's chance operations and Cunningham's non-linear dance movements have led to such captivating and thought-provoking creations. These methods have truly pushed the boundaries of their respective art forms, inviting audiences to question the boundaries of linear thinking. To further that, the independence of dance and music challenges the prior thinking about the relationship between dance and music. And I believe that this assists both the choreographed dance and the composed music to shine in their own lights both separately and together. The growth of the avant-garde movement can be explained by the people, by the fact that people's preconceived views regarding the connection between art and music were challenged. The Dada movement is something that impacted Cage's works a lot. Dada is anti. There is no organization, no politics, and no regulatory rules. However, there was place for things such as creativity, spontaneity, and having no sense at all. It was generally thought that Dada was more of a mentality than a movement because Dada was anti-everything that was going on at the time, like World War II. This is impactful for Cage's work because it aligned with his anti-authoritarianism stance on music and art. I agree. This artistic movement was extremely impactful on the way that Cage created. Another thing that impacted his artistic output was Zen Buddhism and Indian culture. Cage, for the most part, believed in the Zen philosophy, that everything is interconnected, impermanence, and the release of the ego and the attachment to things, since attachment is thought to cause suffering. This ideology, as well as chance operations and the I Ching, have both been heavily influenced by Zen throughout their development. Cage's 4 minutes 33 seconds exemplifies the Zen idea of surrendering to chance and allowing the natural progression of events to take place without any interference from human beings. This philosophy can be seen throughout the song. Another notable influence on Cage's works, specifically 4 minutes and 33 seconds, is Marcel Duchamp. Duchamp gained recognition during the data movement for his concept of ready-made art, where everyday items were intentionally chosen and exhibited as artwork. For example, his piece, Fountain, which was created in 1917. This ready-made concept presented a challenge to traditional perspectives on art by placing emphasis on the significance of the artist's decision-making and the contextual framework in which art is situated. The incorporation of prepared piano pieces and the use of discovered sounds in Cage's work were influenced by Duchamp's conceptual framework of object selection and recontextualization. I have one more question. Suppose that during a recent concert of Cage's works, the pianist hired to perform 4 minutes and 33 seconds became ill at the last moment and had to withdraw. In desperation, the stage manager himself conducted the work. Would this be a performance of Cage's work? 
Would it be a musical performance? Even if the stage manager had to conduct four minutes and 33 seconds because the pianist was sick, it would still be deemed a performance of Cage's work. However, it would not be considered a performance of his musical composition, rather a performance of Cage's instructions and beliefs. I completely agree with this statement. Four minutes and 33 seconds is a conceptual artwork. By concentrating on silence and the noises that are naturally occurring in the surrounding environment, it challenges traditional notions about music and creation. It is not the notes that the musician plays that are important to the piece rather than the concept that it inspires it. I want to thank you so much for joining me, Dahlia. I really appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon and remember to stay curious.